I'm Chloe Burris, and this is Thundercast. Since its establishment in 1960, Eastern Green High School has lasted through 12 presidents. Its students witnessed the airing of the first episode of Star Trek in 1966. They lived through the opening of Disney World in 1971. They rushed to the stores to buy the first pair of Air Jordan tennis shoes released in 1985. They watched the collapse of the Soviet Union in 1990. They read Harry Potter in the Deathly Hallows, published in 2000. And in the 2010s, they changed with the times as the world began to advance technologically. Eastern Green schools have seen so many faces and touched the lives of hundreds of students while also acting as the center of our community. It is not unreasonable to believe that in the halls of our schools linger untold stories housed only in the minds of the alumni of EGHS on the cusps of their futures. In order to accurately represent the history of our school and bring some of these untold stories to life on the turn of the school's sixth decade, I decided to incorporate one Eastern grad from each decade into today's episode to remedy my curiosity. So please enjoy part one of a two-part series titled The Evolution of Eastern Green. Hi guys, thanks for coming in. Hi. Hi. Uh, If you want to go ahead and just say your name and what year you graduated. Uh, Larry Martindale, 1969. Dennis Crow, 1974. Amy Jackson Rogers, 1985. Awesome. Okay, well, I'm going to kind of just get right on in with the questions. And something that I'm really interested in is uh, fashion. So if you guys want to go ahead and just uh, talk about, like, what kinds of stuff you wore to school. Uh, Gosh, I think mostly the guys... Pretty close to the same as today, and it has been with any of the rest of them here. We jeans, T-shirts, button-up shirts. Girls mostly wore dresses then, which that's not so common now, I guess. But Yeah. 1974, we wore bell bottoms. And probably our belts were three inches wide and platform shoes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> In the 80s, we wore... I remember a lot of stonewashed jeans and denim. Um, shoulder pads were a big deal. Big hair, lots of jewelry, jelly shoes, things like that. Wow. We could not wear sh- shorts to school. We didn't mm-hmm. have to wear dresses, but we couldn't wear shorts. So, Larry, like, was it a rule that girls had to wear dresses? Or? No, I don't think so, but the best I can remember, I mean, most of them did. That seemed to be common. I mean, I know they were, some were slacks. Of course, there was no shorts. And even you're saying fashion-wise, I mean, the guys had to be clean-shaven, shorter hair. You couldn't have the longer hair, so we all grew our hair long after we graduated. (laughs) We had long hair and sideburns. (laughs) No beards, but sideburns. Beards and facial hair weren't very common when I was Mm -hmm. in school. That started a little bit later. Do you guys feel like the stereotypical 70s look and the stereotypical, like, 80s look was that legit like was that actually how it was or yeah to some extent yeah wow yeah That's yeah the 70s look was different the hippie look the hippie look <laughs> yeah it, I, I called it ugly but it was what it was at that time yeah if i looked at it back now wasn't very pretty <laughs> so also in regards to like pop culture at the time too like what kind of songs do you remember listening to Beach Boys, Beatles, Rolling Stones. 
well, that extended clear into my decade, the right, Rolling yeah. Stones. But um, a lot of Madonna, John Mellencamp, um, The Police, mm-hmm. Hank Williams Jr., Reba McIntyre. Yeah. It's so weird that, like, all the songs that we listen to now is throwback songs. Sure. You guys were there <laughs> when it was yeah. real. Yeah. So that's, that's really cool. Um, and kind of a loaded question here. I'll rearrange all this stuff. But um, in being around our school now, just the community, like you work here, you know, you come to the basketball games, you have relatives that go here. How do you feel as if Eastern has changed over time, just in a general? Well, I, th- I think there's more community involvement, but there's so much more to be involved with. There's so many more activities, just like this program here. You know, there's more sports for boys and girls. The musical is a huge production now. They have musicals clear down into the elementary. Um, sports are um, participated in even from, you know, kindergarten up. Yeah. Yeah, back when, when I went to school, of course, I started here in fifth grade. That was the first year of the school. Mm-hmm. It was my fifth grade year. There was no boys basketball. We didn't get to play basketball until it was in junior high. I mean, we had Little League. Of course, that's not really school-related. But other than that, just, you know, track and cross country, and that was the end of your sports, I mean. Yeah. A lot, lot more opportunity for kids to participate and a lot more numbers now, of course, too. Yeah. I agree that there's more things for students to do, more sports, more outside activities. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, at least in the 70s, uh, the school spirit was bigger than it is now, like – Everybody came to the basketball games. Of course, there wasn't much else to do, you know, but to come to the basketball games. So I just see, as far as maybe students, the the, the community is just not wrapped around everything yeah. that the school is doing. I agree that even when I was in school, the student body participated more yeah. in coming to functions. At school, like, yeah, like we used to have the uh, at the basketball games, they used to have what they called uh, pep blocks, and that's where all the students sat. Uh, they even had like uh, matching, matching shirts, shirts yeah. and things, and and you know, uh, it was just more cheering, louder, you know, more uh, school spirit. You know, like uh, uh, there might be two, three three, four hundred kids in the cheer block. Yeah. Well, now you're doing hard to get two or three hundred people all together at a yeah. ball game. So I, I, I see that as being a big difference now. And what kind of factors do you think contribute to that? I mean, aside from just having a lot more things to do. I think that's a lot of it. Yeah. A lot of kids have jobs. A lot of families have multiple kids that are involved in multiple activities which take you away from this, this was the center of the community, I think, especially. Yeah, yeah, as far as socially, if you didn't do anything at school, you didn't have anything else to do. I mean, yeah. everything that you'd done as a kid was, in, you know, school-related, some, some kind of school activity. Yeah. So I think a lot more people, as Dennis said, went to the ball games. was a lot more interested I mean, I can go to the ball games now, and you see people sitting around on their cell phone and not yeah. paying any attention. They, they're there, but yeah. as Dennis said, everybody was excited about it then. They're loud, and 
Big difference. Well, now, too, a lot of students has cars, so they can go do whatever they want to anywhere. Well, yeah. back in my time, we didn't have that. Um, another thing, too, uh, like was mentioned, the bigger families, it gets more expensive to come to these ball games now. You know, when tickets are $5 a piece, you know, if you got a family of five or six people, that's kind of ouchy to, to come into a ball game. So aside from sporting events, is there anything else you guys did for fun that was particularly, yeah? Well, I remember we went, we went to the mall in Bloomington, and then a lot of people still would go to Bloomfield and cruise the square and go up to White's and, and out to Hunter's and hang out on the square in Bloomfield. We cruised Bloomington. Right. The old Scotty's Hamburger Place and A and W A and W. Oh yeah, yeah. You either ha- you either had to have a car that was a, a hot rod or it looked like one or sounded like one, yeah. even if it wouldn't outrun anybody else. So yeah, yeah. You go to A and W, see if you can get away with the root beer mug. That was the big thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think a lot of that probably contributes to gas prices. Like yeah. now, we couldn't afford to just drive around right. and burn gas all the time. Okay, so if you don't want to answer this one, that's fine. But I thought this might spark some stories. Did any of you partake in a senior prank? I did not. <laughs> I don't remember senior no, pranks. No, senior pranks, I would say, kind of came about, I'm going to say, the more than likely the later 80s, early 90s. I think the, probably the three of us, we were still a little young in the beginning of the school and I remember there was a prank. They took soap bars and wrote all over the windows outside the school because there's still there's a picture in the yearbook of a bunch of them out there, and they had to wash all the windows <laughs> where yeah. they soaped all the windows at the school. Oh. It was nothing destructive, yeah. but it was a, that's what they did. That's what makes a good prank, I guess. Mm-hmm. Speaking of yearbooks, I am particularly involved in our school's yearbook. How do you feel like your yearbook has contributed to, like, either keeping in touch with people or just recalling memories over time? I was involved in our yearbook in, in the 73, 74, too. I was in journalism. Um, but, yeah, it's fun to kind of look back and see what people looked like back in 74 when you was 18 or whatever and, you know, kind of look at them now and see how much things have changed. But, yeah, yearbook's, yearbook's good to have. Oh, we have them all. We got them from kindergarten through 12th grade, and I think it's fun to go back and look. And if you can't remember somebody, oh, we'll pull the yearbook out and we'll see. And it always sparks lots of conversation about, well, who is that? Yeah. Did they really look like that? Yeah. Right. And then go back and look at what some of the people wrote in there at the Mm -hmm. time. You'd always write a little something in the yearbook and Mm -hmm. go back and see what somebody might have wrote at that time. We had the... uh, Oh, what did you call here? The alumni thing here recently. Of course, my class being 69 was one of the classes honored being on the 10-year schedule there. And we were looking in the yearbook there and trying to – I had two or three people show up at the uh, uh, alumni. I didn't know them. I had to go to the yearbook and yeah. try to figure out who they were. Mm-hmm. So how big were your guys' class sizes? We, I think I graduated 79. Which was a pretty big class back then. Yeah. I think we had like 66. Hmm. I think ours was, I think we showed 60 in the yearbook here back this fall when we was looking at it and the people were here. But 
I can remember like maybe 54 of them graduated. Mm. I think 54, maybe 56. Yeah, it's interesting to see how our school's grown over time. Are you still in touch with your high school friends? Well, I'm here in the community, so I see a lot of them often. And with social media now, I'm in contact with a lot of them that I hadn't been. Yeah, I'm still quite a few of them I see and talk to quite often. And uh, a lot of them are moved out of state. Like my best friend, he lives in Arizona now. So, you know, it's hard to keep up with him all the time. But uh, technology does help where you can kind of text or whatever and stay in touch. Yeah, most of some of my best friends I'm still best friends with. We get together and play cards, go to ball games, whatever, so still do that. Of course, some of them I don't know that I've seen since high school, yeah. you know, some of yeah. the people. Oh, uh, we talked of jobs earlier. Did you guys have high school jobs? I was I babysat, and then I helped put a pay. <laughs> and that was pretty much what I did. Yeah, I still live on the farm that I grew up on, so that's what I did all school year and and in the summers was farm. Yeah, I worked, uh, most people, you wouldn't know it, but uh, these guys would. Uh, my first job was over at Harrington's Market there at Stanford. They had the little grocery store there and to go in and stock the shelves. And then when I got 16 or 17, actually got to go carry out groceries. But then, as like both of them said, we put up hay all the time in the summertime. And I actually worked at during high school my senior year at McDonald's. At, right after graduation, I went to Bloomington and got a job <laughs> at McDonald's. Yeah. Speaking of jobs in high school, too, did you guys think that you knew what you wanted to do with your future while you were in high school? No. Absolutely not. <laughs> no clue. None. It's it's interesting because sometimes you hear of people in earlier decades, they, you know, they have this, you know, I just feel like a lot of the time it was like, oh, I wanted to be a nurse, I wanted to be a teacher, you know, and I just wondered if, if throughout the decades people were more decisive about what they wanted to do. No, my first job, uh, we got beat in the uh, sectional baseball game on a Saturday, and that next Monday my uncle helped me get a job at a bank, and I started work in a bank, and I worked in a bank for 44 years. <laughs> and I had no clue I was going to be a banker. Yeah. That kind of stuff I feel like just happens to you, and then you just roll with it. Oh, okay. So um, do you still – how do you feel like the classroom atmosphere has changed over time? I mean, being around the school. And oh, I think students were much better behaved back when I was in school. Yeah. They had a lot more respect for the staff, adults in general. I just think it was. And we had a lot more freedom. You know, at lunchtime, it was open campus. You, could, you couldn't leave, but you could, didn't have to go to the cafeteria. You could roam the halls. You could go to your car. You could sit outside and eat your lunch. We had a lot more freedom to move around the school. Um, but everybody behaved, I thought. Yeah. And they... I think they did compared to today, maybe not com- at the time, but compared to today, there was a lot more respect. Yeah, I don't know how really students are that much, you know, in this decade, but in mine, everybody was friends. Uh, nobody really p- 
picked on anybody, wasn't any what they call bullying or anything like that. Um, we could kind of, like said, just come and go. You know, I used to always eat my lunch. I brought my lunch, and I'd eat it up in the uh, balcony. I never went to the cafeteria. And a bunch of us would just sit up there and talk. But, but it was, to me, it was just we were more friendly. Uh, everybody helped each other out. Um, you know, in classroom, you, you could just sit and talk, you know, just mm-hmm. like, you know, you've known everybody for all, all your life. And the teachers were okay with that as long as you were respectful and, you know, did your work and everything like that. So I don't know if it's the same now. It wasn't, wasn't the jealousies that I kind of see now. Yeah, I mean, as they, as they both said, uh, you were almost friends with everybody. Nobody was enemies or, I mean, every class, my class may have been the worst one that you had the little, I call them clicks, you know. There's three or four people here that's best friends, three or four people there that's best friends, and you weren't allowed to enter into that realm, you know. But even with our teachers, we were really good friends with teachers. I mean, I'm a big St. Louis Cardinal fan, and our principal back then, Channing Vosilo, was a big Cardinal fan. He would come and get me out of class to come to the office, which is every, he'd come to the same class about all the time to do that. So that teacher thought I was in trouble all the time. But he would come and get me and bring me down there and say, tell me about the game last night, you know, because I listened to every ball game every night. and He'd always want me to fill him in, and you just were friends with him. Paul Hunt was another one. who You just you were friends with him besides him being your teacher. Yeah. Well, I, of course, we went to the – what's the middle school now and that was you know one I didn't we didn't have kindergarten back when I was in school uh so it was first grade through 12 well the seniors knew who you were you knew who they were and they they took care of you you know they they didn't let anything happen to you if they knew who you were and and uh just just a lot more you know kind of being together I agree that reminded me, you were talking about the seniors taking care of you. I knew from a, from elementary on who all the high school kids were. We talked about school spirit. They had pep sessions. Yes. And they would bring Kate or all of us into the gym. We would all come and watch this huge production. It was a big deal. And so there was a lot of spirit um, brought on by, by those kinds of activities. Yeah. You know, Jim Fields would put on his... Yes. Show all yeah. the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did did you know Jim Fields? No. Did he used to be a teacher here? He was a teacher here. Yeah. Uh, His daughter is Mariah Crane. That's works in the central office. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And he uh, he was a I don't know kind of a comedian singer, whatever. And he always had these little skits that he would put on at the pep rallies and oh I mean probably sometimes they'd even just have a day of letting the little elementary kids come down and go to the gym and see him put on a show, you know, just as a recreational type thing, you know, and he, he was good. It sounds like you guys have a lot of memories of pep sessions. How often did you have them? I, I don't remember how often they were, but I remember it was a big deal because we all got to go and the gym was packed. It was the middle school gym now, mm-hmm. and it was packed because you had the entire school there and, uh, it was well, really fun. Always had it before sectional, always. Yeah. And, 
you know, I, that's the kind of stuff I miss now. It's, you know, you're not getting kids excited about any of the sports, you know, football, baseball, track, uh, girls, basketball, volleyball, because they just, they're to me, they're not including everybody. Mm-hmm. And that's, to me, is how you keep a program running is get the little kids to know the seniors and – they have started doing a march, and yeah. so they had, like, the football players march through the whole school, and people cheered them on, and so that was kind of exciting. And then they also have started taking all the seniors in their caps and gowns and marching them through the entire elementary and middle school to kind of get them excited Good. about, you know, this is what we do. We go to school, and we graduate. And yeah. Good. I think a big difference today is, you know, we're talking about the school's at least double the size, if not more, than it was when any of us went to school. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like your school's um, kind of involvement in the sporting teams and excitement had to do with the sporting team's success, or was it the same level of excitement no matter what the team's winning record was? I think it was the same because there was some bad teams. Pretty bad teams. (laughs) There (laughs) were some pretty bad teams. I mean, you know, we went through the 70s and – not very much success. And the middle of the 80s was the same way, not too much success and stuff. Our Eastern success in, the, well, the basketball, i got to say, because we didn't have football until recently. Success in the basketball really started in the mid-90s, early 90s to mid-90s, and went until recently. You know, yeah. I mean, a lot of, lot of success. What kind of um, athletic groups were you guys on? I played softball through high school, and then I was a cheerleader my senior year. I played baseball. I, well, I played baseball in Little League, and then I played basketball my freshman year, and then I had to quit my freshman year. had a health issues, so I never played after my freshman year. Do you guys, um, thinking back now, wish that you had, aside from health issues, wish that you had spent more time involved in act- like extracurricular activities? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Things other than necessarily sports. I mean, I see now the musicals, and I'm not about to get up on the stage and try to sing, but there's the, the whole crew that does the stage um, setup and the costumes and things like that. So I think I wish I'd have been more involved in some other activities too. Thinking of, um, like Larry was talking about, some specific teachers that he has memories from, did you guys have any teachers that you felt like really impacted you as a person? I remember Candace Kaywood. Do you remember Miss Kaywood? No, she was a math teacher when I was in high school. And she retired a few years ago. And um, she was just so nice and so helpful. And she pushed everybody. She, was, she really pushed you to do your best and to try your hardest. And I thought that was great. And then there was Charlie Birch, which, oh, yeah. you know, he was everybody's friend. And, but same thing, he expected you to do your best. <clears throat> yeah, I'd say I mentioned Paul Hunt earlier. And... He was a big to me. He was a big influence. I mean, he coached. He was coaching the baseball team, and I think he was maybe was he JV coach Dennis at one time, maybe basketball, on the basketball, was, maybe. Yeah. But he, he I mean, was my baseball coach. Right, he was my know, principal and your principal. Yeah, and of course, here's the thing with him. I was, gosh, maybe only four or five years younger than he was. You know, when he started teaching here, and uh, of course, we became friends and. I'm friends with him till today. I saw him <clears throat> not too long ago. He works for IU Health, 
and he still knows my name, and he sat down with me and had a conversation. Yeah. That's really cool. Great guy. Always used to kid him. He named his son after me. He's got, he got a son's <laughs> name, Larry, but I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> One of my favorite teachers was, uh, her name was Tony Deckard, and Chuck Disney, which is my best friend, we, gradu- we graduated together. He and I were the only ones that could call her Tony <laughs> by her first name. But she was our journalism teacher, and uh, at that time, we used to have a uh, little local donut store, and uh, she would let he and I sneak out and go get donuts for the class and bring them back. It, it helped m- that my uncle was the uh, principal at that time, so we could c- kind of get by for a little bit. Yeah. But uh, always remember, that, was a, that was the best class, and she was like the best teacher because um, we just had a good rapport with her. And that's another one I want to mention is his uncle, Sam Crow. I had him on my all list, of too. Us, I can yeah. tell you right now, all the three of us and anyone else that you'd interview from whenever he retired, like in the early 90s to mid-90s, there was no one else like him, I mean, in this school. He was teacher, vice principal, then he t- was principal, right? Mm-hmm. Of course, we didn't have superintendents back then. That was a county thing, you know, but, I mean, he – he used to coach basketball. He was, and he coached, and he was everybody's best friend. But he was also be the one that straighten you out if everybody you needed it. everybody yeah. was afraid of him too. You know, because yeah. he would. It, it was like a respect, right? You know, it, it was like if he said, you knew, and that was it, and you just didn't push it any further. And but he also let students be students and have fun up to a point. Uh, this question is specifically for Amy. Okay. <laughs> so do you feel like um, you would have more opportunities going to school now than you did going to school when you did, just because of, like, the way that society has changed over time? I think so, yeah. I think there are more opportunities to go to school outside of um, post-secondary education. Mm-hmm. I think that there are more um, connections to be made through your teachers. Um, I think there's just a lot more activities, a lot more classes to take. They, there weren't any um, college credit classes when I was in high school. So you, you went to college, you started with a clean slate right there, yeah. whereas now you can get a taste for some college classes. You can you know, get a little credit built up. Yeah. I think for me, especially the opportunity for college classes has really changed the game Mm -hmm. for a lot of us just in how much work you have to put in in high school and it's almost kind of expected I feel like oh my daughter started my daughter started college as a sophomore because of her credits yeah that she earned here at Eastern and it's so hard not to take that opportunity but it's also I feel like really important to balance this is high school and I need to take my time to be a high schooler and there's going to be a time for college later too you know, and not to get so fed up or not to get so caught up in just the, oh, I have to get all this college credit right now because some of us, it's like we could get two years of one or two years of college done now, but it's almost like we want to have that college experience too. And we want to have that high school experience too, you know? So I think that's changed for at least me personally, thinking about what it would have been like. If, if you could choose any other decade to experience high school, which one would you have chosen? I I looked at that question, and I thought about that, and I thought, I wouldn't trade it for anything. I think I went to school in the best decade that I could be from what 
Dennis and Amy both said about what we experienced. Everyone was friends. You didn't have all the pressures that kids have on them now, uh, trying to live up to expectations of the other students, what they want, you know, you do what I want to do type thing. I mean, I I, I wouldn't trade it for a minute. I wouldn't go back for anything. I could change. I'd go now so I'd be younger. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, the, the year I went or, or the decade I went, it was fine. You know, it was it was fun, uh, very fulfilling. We had a good time. I think we got a pretty good education. Well, I don't think we had the pressure on us that the students today have. No. I mean, it. and you go to school, you do your thing at school, if you're into sports or or just a sports fan, you, you done that, you went with your family weekends or whatever. I mean, you didn't think it was just a lot lot easier life back then. It, it, it was. It was. Even in the 80s, it was easier. I think now so many activities in school and out of school take up so much time, and they're, they're year-round. You know? Yeah. Which, I mean, I think there's a lot of good activities to be in, but it's hard to be involved in more than one or two things. Back in 1974, like, like I said, I played baseball for four years, and no, very rarely did any school have lights. So we always had to play games during the day. Well, we'd leave school at 1 o'clock, and that was great. Everybody's in there studying. We're walking down the hallway just waving at them, you know, because we're out of school. You know, we'd, we'd play a game from 2 o'clock to about 5 o'clock, come home, and that was it. But So that was that was pretty cool, being able to just walk out and not have to study. So. Yeah, I bet that you guys probably had a lot more <laughs> baseball team members. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll say this, Dennis's decade's called the hip, you know. Hippie. Everybody thought yeah. everybody was hippies, and he even was talking yeah. about how he dressed, you know, yeah. and everything. But yeah. Don't see too much derogatory about the 60s, 70s, or 80s that much, you know. Yeah, we're such a small community, too. There's a lot of stuff that went on across the nation and the world that didn't really, wasn't really on our radar. Yeah. And, and the thing is, we're from a very rural mm-hmm. area. Yeah. So a lot of the things that affected people in other parts of the country uh, it just didn't mean anything to us. Yeah. You know, because we were just in our own little little world here. So. And we were. Well, I think we, was, yeah. we were pretty naive, I would say. Yeah, yeah. I, I will tell you one story. You may want to cut this one out. But that's <laughs> just like when I was maybe 14 or 15, my grandpa, I'd go out and spend a lot of time with my grandpa in the summertime, helping mow and everything. And he said, we have to go cut this wacky weed. And I said, what? No, he called it loco weed. He said, we got to go cut the loco weed. Grows under the fence right there. I had no idea what he was talking about. And we would go out with a little hand sickle and cut that because he didn't want the cattle to get into it, you know. He said, ah, oh, they go crazy if they eat that stuff. And I asked him about it, and he told me, oh, they make hemp out of that. They got, that's called hemp. They make rope out of it and everything. I had no idea it was marijuana. <laughs> I mean, I was married and had kids and everything before I really ever realized that's what that stuff was. That, that is one thing back in my, you know, my years at school. I never heard it, never seen it, right. never knew anybody that did it. Uh, very rarely did you hear about too many people even drinking. That That's a lot different than it is today. Now, some of that stuff had come along by the time I was in <laughs> high school. Yeah, I was going to say, you better not jump in on this one. <laughs> I'm, like, currently a janitor at the elementary school, and I've heard stories of just being at the school that there used to be, like, a a room where kids could like go in and smoke in there is that a thing that there was a they was did a, have a smoke room mm-hmm. for the teachers yeah teachers could smoke in the teacher's lounge and then where you exit um into the seventh grade hallway right now there's double doors mm-hmm. 
that went outside and went to the shop class, which was where the superintendent's office is now. That was the designated smoking area for the students. Right. And as long as you were 16 and you had a sign note from your parents, you could go smoke between classes. That's just so weird to me that that was yeah. like allowed. What kind of things did you guys feel like you were worrying about in high school? I really didn't have to worry about much <laughs> of anything. Didn't have a car. I mean, I, I had access to a car, mm-hmm. which was my parents' car. So, you know, I, if I, I worked, but it was just kind of for my own spending money. But my parents paid for me to go to college. I worried about if I was ever going to get algebra. Yeah, you know, making good <laughs> grades. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't, like I said, that we were, everything was so laid back then. And we were all, I guess you'd like I said, basically naive we didn't worry about anything. We didn't worry about what kind of clothes we wore, you know, that we didn't match up to someone else. Or Kind of worried about our clothes a little more. Yeah, than yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a girl thing, too. Yeah. So you guys. I, I worried about my bell bottoms. Yeah. <laughs> Triple bottom. <laughs> you guys mentioned a lot, like, going into Bloomington. How do you feel like Bloomington has changed over time with just, like, what there is to do? Personally, and... I can't stand Bloomington no. now. I'm, I'm actually, if you'll talk to friends of mine, they'll kind of make fun of me. I've almost got a phobia now that I said I even hate to cross 37. Yeah. I will, but I, I'll do everything on the west side of town here, but I, to go across to the other, to the mall side, I just won't go do it. I loved going to Bloomington when I was in high school, and then I spent four years there in college. I worked at the mall. I worked for the university. Now I kind of agree. I do as much as I can on the west side and try not to go into town. I honestly think Bloomington has been a bad influence on our area. My daughter-in-law makes fun of me and says, do you ever buy any clothes that's not at Rural King? Or <laughs> <laughs> Is there any advice that you'd want to give high school students today? Enjoy high school. Don't worry about everything to come. It'll all fall into place eventually. Enjoy it. Just enjoy it. And keep the school spirit. No matter what, whether it's athletics or musicals or band or, you know, concerts, whatever, just enjoy the school experience and and keep the school spirit alive. Yeah, I think the same thing. Probably say exactly the same thing that both of them did, you know. You're going to have to enjoy it. Make the best of it. And... uh, I don't know, maybe it's another subject or whatever, but I was kind of the beginning in the late 60s there up into the 70s where, are you going to go to college? Are you going to go to college? You know, everybody's hounding, you know. And, you know, back then there probably wasn't 25% of us that went to college. And now I think it's went through a cycle, and I'm hearing now that it's even starting back the other way, that a lot of the kids now are deciding college is not for them, you know. And I've got to... Well, it'll be a great nephew. I, I don't think he's graduating this year, and I don't think he's going to go to college. You know, he said, I don't think that's for me. So I think that's a cycle that's changed a little bit, and we're, I think, are getting a little less pressure on them. Only you're going to graduate, and you're going to go to college. Not, not every decision has to be made today. That's kind of going back to the pressure thing. You know, you don't have to have your whole life laid out right now. Lastly, I know when I probably gave you guys this list, some memories came back. Is there any in you know particular times in high school that you'd want to share with anyone? Well, he mentioned that we didn't have our athletics in the 80s wasn't the greatest. We had a pretty good girls basketball team yeah. in the 80s. And I remember I, I had never cheered before, but I cheered my senior year and they won the sectional and it was really fun. We, we went and we cheered, which normally the girls didn't cheer at mm-hmm. um, girls' events, but we did. We went and cheered and um, got to cut down the net uh, 
the Sweet City Gym. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah, I might have been a little air and air there on saying that <laughs> because the other boys, like in 84 or so, had a really good basketball mm-hmm. team, one of the best we ever had. But we had another school in the area, L&M down here, had two future college stars on the team down there. And, I mean, that's a little L&M down there, and they went to the Yosemite State. Yes. I think it was. Yeah. They yeah. went to the Sema State before. This was before class basketball. We lost like four or four games that year, and three of them was L and M. There was some success. I mean, it's been that way. I mean, there was some success in the sixties, the mid seventies, about seventy four or so. Your that was your year, yeah. Dennis. I mean, they was they had a pretty good team, you know. I just what I was saying was most of Eastern success started. <laughs> we had successful years, but most of it started in the nineties. So we'd have a good year or two here. Well, thanks, guys, for coming in. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Thundercast. Please tune in for our next episode very soon. If you have any suggestions or comments, please email us at thundercast at ecreen.k12.in.us. Subscribe to hear every episode of Thundercast at iTunes, Google Play Music, and Podbean. All content in this podcast is property of Eastern Green School Corporation and may not be used without express written permission, all rights reserved.